The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who going this town Uh, welcome to the show. First, let me apologize for Alex Clancy talking through the intro. He said, we got to change the intro. So I need to apologize to the whole world because this is Voice America Sports. I mouthed it. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Voice America Sports, Formula Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Tuesday. I don't know the date, so we won't say the date because we might, you know. We might take almost, this, almost March. Almost March. We might take the show anywhere. So Alex Clancy in the studio, Deborah Debris coming in uh, fashionably late. <sighs> <laughs> hey, playing with the uh, amateurs no. out there in the roads. No, exactly. Yeah. This is Arizona. No, she's not yeah. late, actually. I just, you know, she come in like my time. I come in yeah, right that's 30 seconds after you. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Got to make an entrance. <laughs> oh, welcome to the show. We got a lot to talk about. Sports is up to the minute, um, you know, so, you know, we could talk about everything from last time we've been on the air. But, you know, one of the things I do want to talk about, you, I know you guys have something classy corner down and dirty with Deborah. Mm-hmm. In the third segment, or whenever we, whenever whatever, we feel like whatever it, we, we call go with the, the flow, seg- dude. We don't know what our segments are: <laughs> one, two, three, or four. But, <laughs> but here, here's two. Here's a few things. Tom Brady, who I think is the best quarterback, I want to talk about that, uh, and for a lot of reasons. Not only that he's that I think, and what I think the best quarterback is, the money that he's uh, just signed an extension. Colin Kaepernick, his situation with his mom. I don't believe that should be a story. Uh, they always come out the woodworks, but so okay. Um, basketball. I want to talk about the Kansas. Um, Kansas. It was call. a good game. It was a good game. It was a good, was a good comeback. Say. Yeah. But you know, I, when I look at the Kansas game, and there's a lot of teams playing like that this year. Uh, teams that you think that's dominant. And then you talk about Syracuse, Duke, uh, all these teams that fell off. Uh, who was who was Kentucky? Well, that, Kentucky was yeah. at the beginning of the year, but they've been off for a while. But uh, a lot of stuff like that. The Lakers. Real quick on the Lakers. Um, they had a chance to get to 500, which is good. I mean, you can't talk that craziness when you're playing against a team that's that's way faster Mark than Cuban you. Mark Cuban can. Yeah. Mark can because he can back it up. He can go pay for some stuff. Uh-huh. You all right, Alex? Yeah, I'm good. We got Daytona 500, the accident that happened there, and Jimmy Johnson's win. That 500, was, that was crazy, the, the, the accident. Yeah, that was. All right, see, this is, my, this is literally probably the best thing I like about mm-hmm. football season. That for, First of all, it's never ending, but the um, – the trades, the deals, and the steals of certain players, and yeah, the yeah. money that goes on, and then you look at a guy like uh, Tom Brady, who does what he, who just did what he did as far as his contract, and then that's voidable years. But this guy's signed a three-year extension for right. what is it, twenty-seven million? Twenty-seven. Yeah. And it looks like fifty-something million, but it's twenty-seven million. Fifty-something. So, yeah, fifty-something. Fifty-something. Well, yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. I mean, the whole underlying thing is that that it came out today that he. Is he's getting double the guarantee that he would have got before he restructured? He was guaranteed twenty five 
uh, through whatever I, it was 2000, 2015 or 2014. 14. So now through 2017, he's getting 57 mil guaranteed. So every every dollar that he's technically getting paid in this contract, he's getting paid. And I think that's one of the guys in the league, and it's a handful of them that he's gonna give. He's gonna get the entire um, amount of that contract. Uh, Tom Brady's about winning, and I look at what he do just did, and I look at around the leader. Of all the quarterbacks, uh, and I, I wouldn't say all the quarterbacks. I say uh, Flacco, um, who has a situation now mm-hmm. that's coming up. You know, do you take the maximum dollars, or do you take a pay cut, or do you trust in that organization enough to say I get mine in the back end, and then you keep guys like Anquan or Reed? You keep you you keep uh, the team, the nucleus of the team together, so you can win more Super Bowls, right. or you can at least. Uh, <clears throat> Appear not appear, but at least have a chance to win Super Bowls. You got to get in the playoffs. He plays in a tough uh, division, the NFC. What is it? AFC. Um, what is it? North. East. Well, I'd be curious North. too. Whenever North. they restructure their contracts like that, and you know, a quarterback giving up what could be um, additional pay, you know, what do they have as any guarantees as far as the players that they're going to have around them? They yeah. got. They have on the funny side. They have guarantees, and then they can't be touched mm. in a football game, which is crazy. Uh, this is why. Uh, and I get off real quick, but this is why quarterbacks have so many concussions. They never get hit in practice. Everybody else bangs around right. around them in practice, so they're used to the head contact, and and they incidental uh, in practice for the most part. But when a quarterback get it, that's his first time being hit all week. Mm-hmm. So, but you know that's his guarantee that he won't be hit. And Tom Brady has it. There's a Brady. There's a Brady rule. You can't <laughs> go. Uh, at the legs anymore. Once you're on the ground, you can't reach for the legs to make a tackle. Right. I don't understand that in football. I yeah, I, I, I cannot grasp that. Like if I'm on the ground and Tom Brady's right there in my reach, I cannot reach for him if I'm already on the ground. And it could have should have been the Carson Palmer rule because his his yeah. career got got shot against Pittsburgh Carson that year. Palmer that was, was their year. Brady, yep. That was their year that they that they were going to make a Super Bowl run. Poor poor Cincinnati. And, and he uh, hasn't been the same since. Nope. And and it, and right when it happened to Tom Brady in the first quarter of the 2010 season, 2009 season, whenever it happened, uh, yeah. Now it's a Tom Brady rule. And, and you bring up Carson Palmer. He's another guy who's restructuring his deal. He's 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 he was supposed to get paid thirteen million. Thirteen. Thirteen million. I didn't understand that deal anyway. There's no way I would have did that deal. I know the Raiders needed a quarterback, but there's no way I would have did that deal. They gave up so much for this guy uh, just to get a quarterback because. Who went down? Uh, the quarterback, backup quarterback, went down with a shoulder injury, separation, separated shoulder. Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell. Was when he was it, there? Was, it was Jason Campbell. He went down with that. There's no way I do that deal. Yeah, uh, uh, it's interesting with New England. They, they've always seemingly been ahead of the curve in the Belichick era, whether offensively, offensive schemes, defensive schemes, or lack thereof in, in the recent years. But I think this might be a com- This might start to be a trend where players, not just quarterbacks will get guaranteed money at way lower rates so everything is guaranteed. So the owners won't be giving up. They won't be gambling as much with giving these people all this money up front, having them get hurt, and then having them get that. Like if Drew Brees went down last year, he would have got $40 million no matter what with a signing bonus and with his first-year bonus and his new contract. Well, so um, I like this thing that they're doing where he's going to get paid that $9 million, the three-year 27. He's getting that nine every year or whatever it's going to be, five, seven, and ten or whatever yeah. it's going to be. There used to be contracts, though. Even when you're done playing, baseball does it a lot. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, I should have got Junior on the show, but he was done playing. He took a $5 million deal, and he said, we'll pay you later. That $5 million deal turned into $100 million. Bobby Bonilla. Was it Bobby Bonilla? Bobby Bonilla with with, with the Mets. Yeah, with the Mets. That's exactly. Turned to $100 million. Uh, There are contracts like that, but you got to remember this, Alex. There are not a lot of craft families. Uh, in a in a football organization, right? It's a handful of them, and 
and then mo- they're, they're more so in basketball and in other sports where they take care of the players. So you got to be willing to do that deal or trust the organization. I don't know a lot of football players. I don't know a lot of football guys because this, this turn has turned into business once you become part of that organization. If you don't know it's business, you're going to get lost. But right. I, don't know, I don't know that a lot of them trust the organization. Well, sure, especially because a lot of these guys are getting their contracts restructured or they're getting, or they're getting released. You know, so it's like, you're, okay, we're going to pay you this much money. Like, the last year of your contract, you're going to make $13 million. Oh, no, wait, let's restructure it because we don't want to pay you that much. So either we're going to release you, you're going to get nothing, or we'll give you six. We'll give you, we'll give you two years, two years 13 instead of one year. It, it doesn't, it, this is when the business aspect comes into it. It's do you want to get a paycheck or do you want to be released? Yeah, but that, that goes back into the fairness of it because I've, I've been around that nonsense where you sign a contract. I think you should honor your contract. Unless the organization says, "All right, you got one more deal, you let's 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 sign you, re re up on you." At the same time, they can cut you anytime they want to, and yeah. I, I'm not right. a fan of that, um, especially in football. With football, every sport, I think any sport, you're one play away from being never playing again. Sure, because the lifespan's so short in the NFL. And right. the NFL is so short; it's literally one play because of the violence of the game. Um, even just like look at Travis Best, who got drafted first round, 2010 with the Detroit Lions. He haven't been. We haven't seen him since California when he right. left UCAL. Yeah, it, it, he had three concussions in one year, right? Or three concussions and, in two uh, years. He had concussions in college, and they drafted him the first round. I'm not saying they shouldn't have drafted him. They needed a running back. They need a running back right now, and they need a legitimate corner. But that game is so physical, where you know one play takes you out of your career, not out of that game. So uh, it can you gotta, damage you for life, right? So you got to have organizations and management and uh, owners who trust, who who believe in you. And not to say, well, we're signing you to a five-year deal, a trillion-million-dollar deal. We know you're not going to get it. We, but we but they've, they've got their fingers crossed behind their back. Right, so. that you don't <laughs> perform uh, or that you – let's say you have an outstanding year. Mm-hmm. Who, can, who can every year have that same year? Right. Now, the year, the year later, it's still a great year. It's just that not that outstanding year. Right. Just to meet the same expectations. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I don't it's, understand why, why ownership wouldn't just say, okay, instead of giving you a $15 million signing bonus, we're going to pay you base three years, three mil for five years. If you get hurt, you never play again, you're going to get that money. I like and that. Then, I, I and then that the incentives is like, instead of, uh, so say, say Javid Best, okay, 1,000 uh, yards rushing, 500 yards receiving, you get a $500,000 bonus incentive. So you, you bunch the bonuses as opposed to, okay, if you get this many yards doing this, you get $1.2 million, and then if you do this, you get 1.3. We'll give you 2.5 if you do both in one year. I like incentive-based. I like incentive-based contracts. So that's that's motivation it's for not, grown men. It's not all NFL incentive-based contracts mostly. Yeah, yeah but you know what? I play with um, I play with a quarterback uh, that had 340 something yards. We was on a roll. We played against Washington, and um, his contract he would have got 500 thousand dollars if he signs a, uh, if he played the next week. Now he just won a game through lights out. We win on we win at Washington uh, the week before. Why is he not starting the week later? Right. So one yeah. more start guarantees do, do him five hundred. Do the math on that. Yeah. yeah. So and it's not like he hurt. It's not like we want to bring in Jake Plummer. Um, let me think of the quarterback, left-handed guy, Cincinnati. Back in the day, Boomer Sison. Boomer Sison. Yeah. We had Boomer Sison. He goes and throw lights out, and he's not starting next week. So I, I like incentive-based contract if they honored. If they honor, right. so all right, well, that's the thing there needs to be honor on both sides. And right now, there's a lot of uh, line going on because it's that time of year when everybody's talking about who they want it, want in the draft, and that may not be who they really Did want. Did you say yeah, exactly? You say lion, lion. Be- okay, yes, lion. because look at the Sam- not like the animal. Look at Sam- <laughs> Sam- <laughs> Sam- <laughs> 
San Francisco 49ers, what are they going to do with their quarterback, Alex Smith? Uh, oh, they yeah. keep saying, we don't want to get rid of him. We're going to try to make it work. That's all rhetoric right there. You, you, you can say what you want to say, and those words are not guaranteed. Trying to do something, you can <laughs> literally say you tried to do it. But yeah. your, intentions, yeah, your intentions were to get rid of him or – if I say I'm going to keep this guy, even though I have Colin Kaepernick, but you still have to have a second quarterback in the league because he's going to play regardless. But if I tell you I'm going to keep him, that's more money you throw at me to get him off my hands. Yeah, do you yeah. want to pay him so nobody else can have him? And and as an insurance policy, as a Kirk Cousins policy, if Colin Kaepernick goes down, you have another starting quarterback that, that another team doesn't have. I mean, he could have been a pro bowler. If if he played the whole year the way he was playing, he would have been a pro bowler. Yeah. And now you're going to get rid of him because Kaepernick, he, he caught letting in a bottle with Colin Kaepernick. And that, and that doesn't make any sense to me. It's not San Francisco football. Uh, maybe they're trying to change. Maybe Jim Harbaugh is trying to change the face of that organization. But recently, you have a serviceable court general, a, floor, uh, a field general. You have a good defense and you have a good run game. And there's a lot less that can go wrong with that than having Colin Kaepernick, who could get hurt and be out for the year in one play Alex because Smith, of other plays. He looks like a San Fran quarterback. At, at that, that last year, or the last two years, he played well at the quarterback position. He, you're talking about a guy who had about three different coordinators, three or four different mm-hmm. coordinators mm-hmm. in his career. Now, Jason Campbell had the same thing. It's hard to – it's terminology. That changes. Most plays are some, similar. There's a route tree, a receiver route tree. It, that's, that stays the same. You can tweak that throughout the year, depending on your schemes. But the, the route tree and everything stays the same. Time stays the same. Now, I think quarterbacks do have to count on – smart quarterbacks can make a great, a good offensive line because you can do cadence and – Yeah, to a certain extent. To a certain extent. But I, I'll give you an example of that is uh, uh, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. See these concussions I had. Skelton or Cobb? No, neither one of those bombs. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. Yeah, he, yeah. he made that offensive line. Yeah, but right. he was an yeah. arena football player, right? I, so uh-huh. he was supposed to get the ball out fast. There, you have to get the ball out fast in that league. That's so. That's he, the West Coast great offense. training. West Coast yeah. offense. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's West Coast offense on steroids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're playing in that short of a field and that tight in that tight of a field, you got to get the ball out fast. And you're you gonna throw get murdered. A lot, but too. that's yeah, the, right. that's that's Bill Walsh offense that get the ball out quick, hand the ball off to the running back. You hit Roger Craig. Tom Ratham. It's a little different it's, it's, now, it, though. It, it is Jim Harbaugh's not exactly uh, Mr. Walsh. He's not a Walsh, but he, he he brought some excitement to that team. He changed from what they were with uh, Mike Singletary to what they are now. Yeah, uh, they've had the players, but you have to. You know, it's grown men motivate them players. Mm-hmm. You can see the different a- atmosphere and attitude amongst these players. He changed it, and you got to change the atmosphere around those guys yeah. to make them better. I mean, uh, to make them so, somewhat better. So, bottom line, everybody's dancing right now, including Jacoby Jones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do that. Let's take a break. We come back. We'll finish, we'll finish up on that. I do want to talk about Colin Kaepernick and his newfound mother. Quamla Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris. flagship station for sports voice america sports the job of a professional athlete is never complete in life after the game host lamar campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world you'll understand the goals motivations and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports welcome back to the kwamala sports talk i think we'll leave stevie wonder in there yeah we just just change the song no um change the song just to i wish the uh the uh I don't know. <laughs> and we'll play it throughout the entire <laughs> Come on, D. <laughs> <laughs> I think D went to go get some coffee. I, I bumped into him when I was going on my coffee break. He turns the, he turns the music on and that's it, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're talking dancing. He's yeah. wanting us to dance now. We'll keep Steve in there. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, keep Steve. We, won't, we probably won't talk a lot of baseball because Cindy's not here or hockey. Uh-huh. So uh, Cindy has a paper do or something like that yeah. I mean, cool. it is pretty impressive what the Blackhawks are doing how, how they've got a point in I think 19 straight games what are they 16-0-3 yeah I think it's 0-4 now 16-0-4 or 18-0-4 uh, or 17-0-4 something like that it is impressive and that you know when I was in college that used to be my team Chicago really? Black yeah because uh, Jeremy Roenick oh I, no, yeah no, that was no, that was no, after no, you no sorry I was I was giving you too much credit there that <laughs> wasn't uh, old as yeah, I, I remember I, going into Chicago sitting <coughs> in big movie theaters watching them on screen when they were going through the playoffs that was a uh, mm-hmm. that was my team uh, and I got into hockey from video games oh yeah I learned how to play the, the cross lines I know how to the rules most some of the I rules and all that I, you, you, all you turn all sides yeah. off yep no you turn no, all sides off turn it all. yeah you can you turn it's a video game you do whatever you want well I think you rule video Video games teach you a lot, but they do mush your brain if you play on them. You stay on them all day. That's true. All right, so, uh, let's let's go back to San Francisco. Uh, one thing I wanted to say about uh, Alex Smith: people forget that he was a running quarterback under Urban Meyer in Utah. He was a running quarterback, and then he changed his game when he realized going number one overall that he he flopped the first two years, and then he got sat, and then he started, and then he got sat, he got hurt, he started. With Jim Harbaugh, they cut down the playbook to things that would accentuate his strengths. And that's why they made it so far in the playoffs two years ago because he ran the plays with the guys that he had. He brought Vernon Davis back from the dead because he actually started throwing him the ball. Frank Gore stayed healthy. Their offensive line was great. Kendall Hunter as a backup running back was great. But Alex Smith throwing the ball, he made great decisions based on the plays that accentuated his strengths. And that was Jim Harbaugh solely letting him do what he wanted to do with with, 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 uh, the skill set that he has. But if he knew... What he knows now, he'd have kept running the football because that's what Kaepernick. He that offense fits a running quarterback who can throw. I think Alex Smith is a good passer. Uh, there's some quarterbacks who throw the ball, some quarterbacks who pass the ball. Uh, all of us in here can throw the ball downfield and hope somebody catch it. Uh, what Flacco does, yeah, best. really, yeah. yeah. So uh, a good passer is putting the ball where only my receiver has a chance to get it. And a lot of things are predicated amongst that um, offensive line timing, route, what he does best. You said so. If I'm a GM or a head coach and I have the opportunity to do something like that. I'm drafting the quarterback for what he does best, and I, and I say that, and I'm thinking about Jake Plummer. They changed Jake Plummer to who he was coming out the pocket. Linebackers didn't know what to do with him. Come and get him where he can dump the ball off or stay back where he can run. So Alex Smith, I'm, pre- I'm bringing skill set guys around him to what he does and the, best. And that's what they did. 
Yeah, so now so now they changed and everything with the um you know, Singletary came in, it was a whole different mind game on that team that they had. Um you gotta have see Deborah, this is where you come in. You gotta have someone on that staff. Coaches gonna talk how they talk, they're gonna walk how they walk, do what they're gonna do. But you gotta have somebody on that staff to say them guys can go to and they only go into that guy and not the head right. coach. But it's not a dissension between let's say somebody like Deborah or Mike Singletary. It's not a dissension between us who right. they still talk, but now She's saying this talking, is, but there's confidentiality and right. sharing and he information, that. and nobody, everybody can open up and get the shit out, so I that they have don't have to deal with it on like the field. That. Exactly, yeah. I would have somebody on my staff like that where I know has, you. But there has to be full agreement. That's why the guys like working with me because I'm not on staff, and that way they know that it's 100 percent confidential. It's not going to affect their job. Right, we, and there's no conflict in a good way. Right, there's no conflict of interest between the head Absolutely. coach and the other person because they need to be nobody's brothers in arms. Yeah, if nobody's I, controlling me, and nobody's controlling. Yeah. If I'm play, if I'm still, you know, if I'm a guy who plays in the NFL um, and Deborah's on staff on one of those teams. I'm not going to tell her everything that I need to tell her. I don't because right. she, she's on staff. I'm like, that's right. she, I, I don't know if she's obligated or not. Or and yep. sometimes you're not. F- well, and that's why thing. some of the guys I know. And I was in um, Texas with the Cowboys and stuff, talking to some of those guys. I mean, they would even chiropractors and the trainers and that kind of stuff. They go off site because they don't even want the team to know that there's any kind of a potential injury or I soreness. I, I, I know because I was yeah. one of those guys. Um, and it's, a, and it's a shame, and yet I totally understand it. I was one of those. Uh, well, I played with a guy who works with the Cardinals, and when I talked to him, I don't know who I'm talking to. Right. We used to destroy people on that field, destroy them together. Mm. Uh, I don't know who I'm talking to because you mm. get into an organization, you become, uh, I guess, it's institutionalized. It's mm. like <laughs> you become <laughs> yeah. that. You become part of what they don't do best. Right. And you you, right. you learn how to tell lies with a little bit of truth to make me uh, to what I ask you or what I want to know. But everything else around it is a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's it's crazy that these guys don't have a place to go. Like, you know, you, you got to have somebody on staff like like Deborah who can or. And yet you've got all the agents who are afraid to even bring me in to talk to their guys. The guys are telling their agents, you know, don't I don't want to talk to anybody because they know everybody's after them because everybody's after their money. I'll tell you what. And, you know, the problem is that there's not somebody that they know that they can trust they can go to to say anything whether it's on the field or off the field conversations let me tell these bozos if you are a first round draft pick you do not need an agent if you're a second round draft pick you do not need an agent get a lawyer who works by an hour you are slotted right. to what you're going to get what you're going to get yeah Probably contracts the contract contracts there's nothing contract. to negotiate yeah. I, that's how i got into a situation with my agent i, I was a undrafted free agent i had an agent as a sports stars in New York, Manhattan, New York, and um, I'm paying Telephone these. number. Yeah, <laughs> they call in. What's the number? 888-346-9144. Call in. You, you want to talk about it. Oh, and I call it talk. But <laughs> I, was, um, I was paying these guys for nothing. Right. I was paying them for – I was an undrafted, whatever. I, now, I did get my second year a little bit more, but it was still a minimum contract. Right. It was a undraft it was a minimum base contract. When now when when everything is so regulated too, as far as the money that they're gonna get within their contracts, there's even less of a reason to have an agent unless you're a big dog that your agent's out there going to get the um you know, the deals to sponsor some of the products. Yeah, but uh RG three his whole contract is guaranteed. You think he did that by himself? No. He had three year well, twenty one million dollar rookie contract. Athletically. All of it's guaranteed. Here's what I like about his contract. Well, yeah, I would guarantee a guy like that. We watched him in college. Mm-hmm. We know what he does on track. 
he he also ran track at uh, Baylor. Yeah, but he's he, a he's a he's a liability though. Look at look what happened this year. He's, he's a, a liability. Li- Shanahan's so. made him a liability. Now, would you agree with yeah. that? Well, no, but yeah. how? He that, made, that, that he was made his choices. That's, that's how that's that how he guys should not been playing the last two games. They have mm-hmm. a backup quarterback at Michigan State who should have been starting those games. Let's go into the future with the uh, RG three. Can we, you play? Yes. Okay, go play. He's twenty one years old. Yeah, yeah. You would have done the same thing. Anybody in that position would have done the same thing. You don't think long-term, then? I would have done it. He's a first-round draft pick. I was undrafted. I have to play. Oh, no, fair. I'm saying if you were him, if you had everything to lose, would you have played? Yes. Everything you're a to football player. I got, you, you're I born to play hurt. You, I, that's, that, I, I agree. Institutionalized, quote-unquote. That's what, you, that's what you're and, taught and to do, coaches, right? Coaches, teams, and coaches, teams, organizations, they do that to you. They make you feel like you're not hurt. <laughs> I've been through all that nonsense. He's a first-round draft pick. The Shanahan should have took control of this. This is like the same... This this is kind of similar to this the goes same. Back, this goes back to business. He should have it, realized that this was a freaking business. He had a commodity out there that he should have protected. His drive, his talent, his athletic ability, his his want to had him on the field. The Shanahan say they should have said, "Oh no, we got we we'll take it from here. You sit here and get healthy." That's the future. Where's the? Where's but the then future? he could lose a job. What? If Kirk Cousins took him to the Super Bowl this year, you, you think, think RG? You think there would be a question as to who it's starting next year? There'd be a question. There would be a quarterback controversy in Washington this is the if same he took him to the NFC Championship game. And that would be 100%. Been, so competition who got him there? Is who got thing. him to that NFC Championship? Kirk Cousins is supposed to do his job, win those games. He that won he's a not huge in. game for them. He, and when he RG3 did. went out, in the mix. fourth and whatever, fourth and goal from the 20, they scored a touchdown to win one game with Kirk Cousins. He, he's a backup quarterback. He came in and did what he's supposed to do. Why he's not starting all year? Kirk Cousins did his job. Tell Alex Smith that getting hurt won't lose your job. Yeah. everybody. So the, that's exactly what RG3 played. He's in like, I'm going to play. Knows this. This is an unwritten rule, isn't it? That you can't lose your job to injury. I've seen guys lose jobs yeah, to injury. Tom Brady. Because of, uh, because Drew Bledsoe. Of, because a guy come in here. Bledsoe's one of Bledsoe's a huge one. Right. Well, he made Tom Brady's career. But, yeah. yeah, but he made a lot of money going to different teams. Sure. But if I'm the if I'm Simple. the Shanahan's, if I'm the head coach, I don't want to be the Shanahan's. If I'm the head coach of a a team and I got an RG three first round draft pick. I see what you can do. I see the threat that you, you see are. The potential. I got um, Alfred Morris in the back. I, I, I need to show up my defense, if anything. Get me, get you a solid receiver who can play 16 games at least. Um, Kirk Cousins comes in, do what he's supposed to do. I say every quarterback, backup quarterback in the league, is going to play at some point. That game is too physical for one guy. He doesn't know how to slide. He doesn't know when to get out of bounds. Right. He, mm-hmm. He's a guy that they should have taught them to. Look who's coaching him. Uh, Shanahan's son. He ain't never. He's never played. And I'm not saying because you never played, you can't do it. Because Belichick is a great coach. There's a lot of guys who've never played the game, a great coach, but he's not one of them. I've talked to Donovan often about this guy, and he shouldn't be an offensive coordinator. But all his Mike Shanahan is trying to do is move his son up in the ranks. Same thing that Marty Schottenheim mm-hmm. trying to do. Now we're talking about this business decision about guys who's on the field. This is the same thing everyone's making judgment and in comments about uh, Clowney, who's at a. Who's at, uh, what is it, South, Ar- Ar- South Carolina State? Yeah. I mean, South University Carolina. of South Carolina. Yeah. I would never play another down if I was him. He's still going to be the first pick. I would come out here to an athlete's performance or somewhere nearby and work out. There's one here. There's one in Florida. There's one in California. Tech. Go somewhere, work out, get in shape. What about, what about Teron Matthew? He's in the same exact position. Granted, granted, it was uh, uh, the Honey Badger from uh, LSU. I, I know it was. They got there differently. He didn't you, play I'm last year because of the drug thing and because he got in trouble and got uh, uh, excused from school. It's the same thing. Let me tell you, they didn't play the year after they were supposed to be a top five pick. 
He's an idiot, though. He got he got. In I understand, but it, does, it doesn't matter though. He didn't play. And he's got, entering the draft okay, now. Alex, you the you the yeah. GM. You gonna you gonna look at that guy? I'm talking about Matthews. Yeah, Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, stop it, Honey <laughs> Boo Boo. Um, you gonna look at this guy and not question no. his character? No. The only thing that helped him out. Okay, look, I'm talking about on the field only. Oh, well, let me tell you this. Oh, on the field, okay. He was off the field. You got to do the, you got to do everything right, for the most part. Off the field. Now, when a guy go to college, let me finish this real quick. When a guy coming out of high school and go to college and he makes a mistake, remember he's still a kid. No one looks at him as a kid because he's in a big-time program, and then you think this guy is going to school for free. We make all the comments and judgments on this guy, but forget that he's 18, 19 years old. All right. Now, Badger, and yeah. question his character in this. He goes and gets in trouble twice for no reason. You had the big-time program. He was smoking weed. Smoking. He had, had weed caught on him. Like, okay. that's what it was. I'm okay. not diminishing that, but he okay. didn't kill anybody. He's smoking weed. He didn't kill anybody, and we can talk okay, about so that there, later. Is that our, our benchmark? Yes. If you kill somebody, Absolutely. anything it, other than killing somebody no, is no, an okay I'm, thing? No, it, it was, no. It, it was, I'm using I, need to know, I need to know what kind of guy you are before I put millions of dollars in your pocket and what you're going to do with it. How do you help our team, now your team that you're going to be a part of? What do you do other than being selfish? Do you help the guy next to you? Okay. Yeah. He bet. Off the field, he had a whole year to get better for the combines. What he do? He bench pressed four times, mm-hmm. two twenty five four times. What's his work ethic? You gonna put a guy on the field like that who, who on the off season who's not gonna work out? The only thing that helped him out was he ran a four four three. He's supposed to run a four four three. Yeah, he should. that's doing your job again. Yeah. That's back to the normal, yeah. you know, average guy. He bench pressed four times two hundred twenty five. And the scouts right now, when you're talking about off-the-field type stuff, too, scouts are looking at Facebook. They're, look, they're talking yeah, to the trainers. They're looking at everything that they can to really investigate. The, you think Manti Teo isn't being investigated all over the frickin' world to see what he knew, what he didn't know, so they understand his character. Now, will they maybe take him anyway? Sure they will. Yeah. The question exactly. becomes, do they play. go first draft, second, or first round, second round, or what does it do to his money because of the antics? I think that... Uh, we Honey Badger, t- okay, you want to take a break? I, I do want to take a break, but but this guy, he was off he, the field. He's character. not there to be a, a bench presser. He's there to run kicks back. You going to line he's, him up he's there in front of Calvin Johnson? Yeah, you got to no, have no, that. No, he'll be a Devin Hester in the NFL. Well, so, what he, well, okay, I, I get him in the fifth round. He's got to be faster than everybody else. Well, I yes, get him in the fifth round. But if he came out but last year, have, if he came out last year, he would have been a top five Because he wouldn't have got in trouble. He wouldn't have had that last trouble, that last, last stint that he did. So, we wouldn't have known about it. So, if he got time on his hand, he's not going to go back right to the original thing. I think Claudia should play this year. That's why I'm last sports talk. We're going to come back. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. Trying to get out. Just follow me. I'll get you. You can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay them. But you won't take this thing out these words before I say them. Cause ain't no way I'm gonna let you stop me from causing Hey, welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. We, we were, uh, I don't know what we were doing. We were, t- we were talking really we were talking loud, about, really fast. We were talking about a business decision and mm-hmm. a football decision. We were talking about decision. Clowney versus Terod Matthew. Terod Matthew would not be drafted high if I was if I had a choice. And I'm a huge fan of uh, talent, but I don't Turn like the music off. Yeah, I don't like ignorant guys on my team because you gotta you put him into a let's say now I don't think the the uh, Kraft family or Belichick would draft him. You put him in the mix of that team, he destroys it. I'm surprised when they got uh, Taliba Key from or Kansas. They'll de- or they'll destroy him. Oh, yo, oh he'll be gone. Things, oh, yeah. things are overlooked in the NFL more than in any other no, that's, professional you, you sport. You know, that's a desperate coach doing overlooking that because he said, well, I got to win. I'm going to get this guy made back and change him. This guy, haven't changed. he's got a track record of not doing right. <laughs> so it, there's a lot of guys who don't do right. We, you going to see, and we going to see, this entire offseason, how many guys get in trouble? We got one idiot like, two weeks ago had a, a gun on, on him in LaGuardia Airport or somewhere in yep. New York. Yep. You know you can't have a gun with you in the airport. No, it's you like, can't. What were you smoking before you got to the right. airport? Because that, that doesn't make sense anymore. That's a mandatory 15, that's a, probably a 15-year sentence. We already had an incident with a guy shooting himself in New York. You can't have a gun, period. Right. You're not a law officer. That's law a, officers don't even really need guns. Some of them crooked as an ex. Mm-hmm. Now, uh-huh. a business decision. I, I, I'm not drafting that guy. He, he can't. He had an entire year to do. We can practice this right now. I can go do four or five right now. Not, not lifting forever. I can do that right now. He's going to probably have the worst bench press in the combine right now. Uh, and the thing is, it's a so, com- depending on your position, too, it's usually a, com- a combination of speed and strength. But you've also got to have the balance and the intelligence to be able to play your position. And just because you're powerful and you can run fast doesn't mean you're going to have the balance and the push that you need, push or pull, depending on your position, to do what you need to do. A four four five will get him drafted in the top four rounds. He'd run a four four three, and um, I, uh, talent alone, yeah, I'm yes. down for that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. We but I'm all not will for be it. forgotten when he gets drafted. All will be forgotten and about the weed things. He's gonna make you remember it again. First chance he get. Okay, maybe, Here, here's, maybe. Here's my thing, though, Alex. This guy had an entire year to work on his strength. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He bench pressed four times. You know that? Why do Why do they do that? Why do they bench press? What's the now, average? What's think, the average for punt returners and cornerbacks he, benching? The, I don't know the average. I, I mean, it's, it's just not. not four it, it shouldn't be. It, that's the. You I came out of college. I came out of college, and I didn't lift weights, and I bench pressed seventeen times. You just mm-hmm. You just do it. You work on that all year, just like he worked on his forty. He was already quick and fast, mm-hmm. but you work on those forty. You see some guys. 
they run a 40 at the combine, you'll never see that. A good 40 at the combine, you'll never see that again because they had time to train. Now, where was his training? And they were training on that, right. on that specific drill. He was just so always can. known as a game changer. He went from a non-Heisman, not even in the Heisman uh, uh, conversation, to in the last five weeks of the season becoming one, almost a front-runner for it. If you, in a football season, you play for LSU, vying for a national championship year in, year out, and playing in the SEC, if you had three interceptions, you took one to the house, you had a punt return, you had ten punt returns, you took one to the house, you're going to be a Heisman candidate. You're yeah. at LSU. Now, that same guy playing at Utah State, he's not going to be a well, Heisman candidate. Because look at who they're playing against. Oh, my goodness. The guy's still catching ball. He's playing against 11 other guys who has the same passion he has. That's a little different, I think. That's not different. Football is football. Uh, I can't say a Division three guy can go up there and play against the SEC, but we watch in football. Okay, we watch Boise State beat the so-called big teams every year. We watch them. This happen. Yeah, I don't think Georgia's a big team though. That, that was the last. Georgia, are you beat. out of your mind? Are you? Do you don't think Georgia's a big team? Georgia plays in SEC, so they're always point, ranked high preseason. They don't lose early on, so they stay there, and then they lose. They lose important games, and that's not a big. That's not a big time team. They win. No, in, they're a big time school, but they don't win championships. What, what did Notre Dame just do? I don't think Notre Dame's good. They won all their no, games in I'm a month. Just, I agree. I, I, Notre Dame's not not close. But either. Notre Dame will be. <laughs> They will be ranked. Okay, <laughs> that's why preseason rankings are such a joke. Okay, you that's a whole other conversation. You on Notre Dame's team, and you do what I just said. You did. You a Heisman candidate because you <laughs> yeah. go to Notre Dame. Uh huh. All right, we're gonna talk about Colin Kaepernick after down and dirty with Deborah. All right. <laughs> Talking about pro days and combines, one of the things I wanted to talk about is uh, what's a player supposed to do whenever they've been to the combine, the combine's over, and they're heading into pro days, or they're going to be going out to team workouts because they get invited up. I look at uh, you know some of the guys that I've worked with. In fact, I'm going to be talking at a, at a combine this weekend where if a guy comes out of a combine and he's done really, really well, there's dangers behind that. If he comes out of the combine and he's poor and played poorly, there's dangers behind that. Because either way, we're talking about the mental and emotional aspect of the game. And a player who performed really well, the danger is that he might slack off, become overconfident, and lose his focus. Somebody who's per, uh, performed poorly, part of the danger they have coming out of the combine, going into pro days, is that they start worrying. Maybe they overpractice. Maybe they get stressed out. So one of the things that I want to offer up for anybody who's out there that um, either plays sports or has kids that play sports is these three things. You need to remember, replay, and reward. No matter whether you've had a good performance or a bad performance after any game, you need to remember, replay, and reward. The remember is remember if you're a good player exactly what you did and remember it in detail, specific and exactly what you did. The replay is to replay it, to visualize it and replay it over and over and over again in your mind. Get very specific using your senses, using your emotion, bringing everything in that you can so that you can cement that in your subconscious mind so that you can more easily do it again the next time and do it um, in a, a, what's my word, Um, intuitive fashion. Sorry, lost my place. Um, Reward. I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) I'm just, yeah, I'm just listening. (laughs) I know it's calm. He's got my word. So so the replay is, again, the visualization, the reward. And this is the part that most players miss because they've never been taught. And the reward is really the celebration. Even in your visualization, with my golfers, I call it... um, 
you know, have a party in your head. With my football players, it's, you know, a bigger party that they can actually do on the field. But even when you're doing your visualization, when you've had a play, within your visualization, you need to be able to celebrate it and celebrate an anchor. And an anchor is a way of, at a height of emotion, that you use words and you use some type of body motion in order to anchor it in to your autonomic nervous system. You see Tiger Woods, he does a fist pump. You see other players, they might point to the sky. Some guys, I've got a golfer who will click his fingers. Another one will tap his foot. So depending on what sports you play, there's a way that you anchor in at the height of the emotion exactly and specifically what you did right. Now, if you've got a player who's played poorly, we're just going to add one step in there. So the, we're still going to remember, but you're going to remember what you did as an observer. You're not going to embody it. You're not going to get emotional about it. You're going to basically observe yourself and watch what you did from a distance so you don't get caught up in the emotional and the complaining and whining and you know, getting all ticked off at yourself and bullying yourself. Instead, what you're going to do as an observer is ask yourself, not what did I do wrong, because then you're going to get a list of everything that you did wrong, which is going to anchor what you did wrong into your mind. Instead, you want to ask yourself, what am I going to do differently or do better the next time, which will give you the answers that you need in order to be able to shift into a state where you can really change your performance. So now that you've observed that, which is part of the remembering, now you're going to replay it. You go back to your visualization and you visualize yourself playing that play exactly right. Emotionally, mentally, with all of your senses, over and over again, you see yourself making that play exactly right. And then you go back to the same thing we already talked about, which is the reward, which is anchoring it in and celebrating. So it's a great way to leverage your performance, whether you had a great performance or a poor performance, you can switch it up mentally because your mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagine, and do the remember, replay, and reward. It will up your performance each and every time. You know, you had a, you didn't give me time to type, uh, I was trying to type fast. Um, it's a lot of good stuff in that. Mm -hmm. um, you talk about, let me go back to what I was reading and writing. Um, <laughs> here's your notes. <laughs> we used to get notes, you must be saving paper. Um, combines, performing, and, and the nervousness, uh, mm -hmm. how you get back to you belong there, how you get to uh, mm -hmm. even after poorly or after a poor, poor workout. Yeah. I, and I th <laughs> the first thing I thought about was uh, Manti Teo. Mm -hmm. um, he ran a 4.82. That's not bad because I looked at his other things uh, that he it looked like he did well at them. His footwork, he changed the direction, his transition. He did well in those things, but he ran a 4.82. The guy's at four point. He's a sub four point seven. So I mean, it's not that far off, and that's a start. And how these guys prepare and remember after performing and playing, right. playing poorly. Do they go? They go right back to. I know, it's kind of like deja vu. You can go right back to a thing and say, okay, this happened last time, same situation. It just feels like. Okay, do this right here. Next. Well, and here's a great example of that is I had a guy that was a wide receiver going into the combine that he and his um, agent both said that they needed him to run a 4.40 or better in order for the scouts to look at him. I worked with him over the phone a couple times, uh, taught him a few procedures, taught him some breathing uh, and some keeping, you know, keeping his rhythm when he's standing in line. So when everybody else was jumping up and down, he, was, he had ways to calm himself down and stay within his own zone. When he got up to the line to run the 40-yard dash, he blew it the first time. He jumped the line. He so excited. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But what, 
was different for him, rather than getting ticked off and upset and frustrated, he went right back to his process that he learned, got himself calmed down, ended up running a 4.32. So 4.32. Yep. And he had, I got text messages from his agent. What is he jumping for? He's already fast. If he, if he came out slow, well, but but here's the thing. He was hoping for a 4.40. So that's what mentally he thought he could do. But okay, and that's what and that's what his agent thought he could do. But when you can take the energy and take your skill and calm yourself down in a way that you can still be energetic but calm your nervous system down so you can allow your skills to, you know, take over and perform, you can do better than you expect to do. I think the combine, first of all, I'm not a fan of the combine. I think right. once you're there, now that guy was there and his agent told him you need to do this for scouts and everyone to look at you. But he's at the combine, so mm-hmm. all he had to do was go out there and perform. Right. And you can, I'm not a fan of a— It's easy to say and not as easy to do when you're nervous. Right, cause I'm, yeah, exactly, because I'm not a huge fan of putting pressure on somebody in that situation. I'm like, you here. Make the best of it. Don't come here to, to get nervous. or doing, mm-hmm. This is right where you want to be. This is where you need to be, so go ahead and Which, do, do That's what real do easy to tell somebody, but again, you tell them that, it's hitting their logical mind, and the logical mind understands it, but the emotional body goes, you freaking kidding me? Like yeah. I, I'm also taking, to, taking the experience, taking mm-hmm. the, being at the combine, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys who, you know, the combine is not for everybody. They, they want certain guys there, and they want some right. sleepers. They, what, what sleeper is at the coming out of the draft. What sleeper is going to the combine? And I, and I thought, I think a guy like that, he blows it out the water, he runs a 4-3-2. He's, yeah. he's already fast. I don't know what right. pressure I put on that. I, I got a question. Um, why don't they run it with pads and helmet? Because and, it, it doesn't make sense. It shouldn't correlate. You got to add tenths of seconds, right? If they're running in their little short shorts and their, and their uh, tank tops or whatever, wh- why aren't they running in full pads? That's a great Won't question. Won't that show mm-hmm. the real... Great the question. real speed? Mm-hmm. And, and, and saw, uh, Sean Salisbury made a comment. Why are uh, offensive linemen doing a standing broad jump? Why are they running the 40? Right. Do, do skill-specific drills at the combine. Right. To me, uh, you guys, I don't know. Deborah specific made, to your position. Yeah, do, yeah. do, do those things. Um, the combine is, I mean, I've been to different things like that, and I went to a bowl game, not, mm. with, this, not, with, my, not with Kansas, but outside of, uh, at the end of the year. I didn't like the process. I didn't like mm-hmm. being naked on a scale, and and that just put oh my me. God. That you, just put me in a mindset of uh, you, uh, the South. You are a freaking piece of meat. Yeah, I mean, uh, there you got one guy pulling on your leg, another guy moving your arm around, and, you go and they're hours poking of and medical, asking you questions. You go through hours of medical procedure. Every like, doctor in the country is is tapping on your knee. Yeah. At the end of the at the end of the last doctor, of course, my knee hurts. Yeah. You don't hit it on so much. You don't. <laughs> yeah. You don't hit Stop so hitting many, me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do you think that? But that's a great point. Why don't if if it's so serious, if it's so so much about mm-hmm. football and not media, just like the draft shouldn't be on TV. We mm-hmm. know who's who. If it's so much of that, run them in fo- football pass. Do mm-hmm. all their drills in football equipment. And I and I follow that up by I, I kind of had this revelation this weekend when I was watching some of the combine. Owners will give any little reason to not pay you what you want to be paid. Okay, so say. So say Mantic Tail, 4.82, he, he lost it. You uh, are getting smarter and smarter every time you come on the show. He lost it. <laughs> he lost a tenth and a half in, in his 40, right? So then you have the medical thing. Oh, one dude uh, got sent away because of a heart condition. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So say you run two tenths of a second less than what, two second, tenths of a second faster than what you thought, then that owner's going to be like, okay, we'll pay him what we were going to pay him anyways. You can only lose money in the combine, in my opinion. And that's why if you don't run, quarterbacks are geniuses to not throw. You know if you can throw. 
You know what Geno Smith can do. You know what Matt Barkley, Matt Barkley can do. That's your that's your pro days for, right? So the combine, I wouldn't even go to the combine. I'll take my chances. I'm th- I'm throwing and running the comfortability of my home, and my home is at the University of Kansas. I'm gonna right. wait till my pro day come and and do what I want to do right. as far as the combine. <coughs> but you but you're 100 percent right. We need a uh, push button so Alex won't be coughing through the whole show. Um, it adds to the ambiance. <laughs> huh, Dev? Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, so that, in the, in, the, intu- the intuition. And, that, and, and then <laughs> a few a few months ago when you were snorting, that was good too. Oh my I like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was on meth. This guy was uh, high. That's how I roll. I'm too fat to be on meth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the um, no, but the but the combines and all those things. Some some agents and firm teams uh, who has a client. I'm telling you, you don't have to you don't have to do this. This is for them more than it is for you. You made a point about. Uh, going there to help you. I think the combine for guys who go to smaller schools is good for. But who's going to watch the combines? The guys who's going to these div- division ones and playing in t- on TV week in and week out, uh, playing in good conferences, conference football. You don't have to go to combine, right? And you, you said that. yourself that football is football. So if you have a guy, if you have Jerry Rice coming out of Neasy State or wherever the hell he came out of, scouts are going to find you. Where are you going to Mississippi Valley somewhere like that? Something but look, like that. But um, like, yeah, they'll find you. He ran a four seven, but you cannot catch this guy on the football. And he was field. short, and he, he was not fast. He wasn't quick. He just he ran, he was the best route runner in, in the NFL he, history. He's a receiver, mm. one of them. Mm. And any of the best quarterback, Joe Montana, with throwing passer. Steve. Joe Montana, in my opinion, is the best passer ever. Steve Largent, in, in your opinion, Steve Largent, it was a good route runner. Uh, you got a lot of receivers that are running good routes, but they're not fast. But they got a good transition coming in, not a break. And, and to your point, to your comment, and he uh, uses his he uses weight, and he used his his uh, momentum, and he used yeah. He was so, so good that the best corner had to go to that team or uh, to play against him. He was so good. The best corner went to play against – he went to the, the right team to play against the best receiver, which was Michael Irvin and and um, Jerry Rice. So <laughs> Deion Sanders goes uh-huh. to plays for both of those teams yep. to win championships for those guys. Super smart Bowls, man. Smart guy. Mm-hmm. And you had to pay him as such. But, no, I think the combine should be run on uh, – with the equipment on. I think that should be done for lower schools. I think the draft does not have to be on TV uh, because – why, why does that bother you so much, though? It, who, uh, does it, who is it benefiting? People, well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's benefiting media, obviously. Put it on the internet. But, but for the fans, no, but for the fans, it's when it was two days, fine. This four-day crap is, is ridiculous. What, the, co- the combines? Well, no, the, the draft. The draft, two and days. Then, and then they're doing, they're, they're thinking about doing it in, uh, they're moving it up to, like, sweeps next year. Yeah, why is it, why is it, why you think it's on TV? I, why would you have it on I, TV? I watched the first three rounds, the first four rounds. Because you want to see your favorite college football players or the, the player that is at your college, if you're a college student, go to and see what team they're going to go to. That you don't want to follow draft, it online. That same draft is going to be online the minute that guy gets signed or get picked. And you can go do what you want to do. Uh, maybe, family maybe. members? Like, there's, there's things. Family members is a big one. Obviously, that's a way, way small population. It, it becomes a family member thing now because it's on TV. So now you want your son. Now you got a little kid saying, I want to be in New York come draft time. If that's their goal. I don't think it should be on TV. I don't. I don't see. It's a money maker. You know, right, but everything in football is a money. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Ooh. So why is it on TV? How does it benefit? Does that player get any of that money? No, but you exploiting him right on the right on the he, spot. He's still an amateur at that point. He's not an amateur. He didn't sign anything at that point. He's still an amateur. He's still a college football player that gets drafted. So another subject would be on another show that football guys, football guys in college shouldn't get paid. 
Uh, well, okay. it, well, it should be. Well, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, that's a completely different conversation. No, it's not. I said another subject, another yeah. show. Well, but and basketball and baseball no. and all those guys. No, I, it's I, all the I, same. I don't agree. It shouldn't be on. He's not an amateur. You think Indiana you, football? You, you think you, Indiana football players should get paid? And Indiana basketball players shouldn't. I think everybody should get paid yeah. in college. Okay, it's so just about how they got to work out how much they want to pay these guys. It's like marijuana, maybe should be legal, but they can't put a price on it, like prohibition. The scholarship is getting paid. You're getting a scholarship to go play football. You do the numbers. Right? So you do the numbers for every school. The kids come out with a scholarship, or kids or not scholarship, but come out with their degree. You're getting you paid for that, no, that's not. No, that's it's not, not the because point. no. The no, point it's not. is the you point, have the point is this. Look at Kentucky basketball. I know I'm getting this guy for one year. Uh-huh. So that's fair. So. Okay, so what's the scholarship for? Let's get into this, right? We're going to talk about this on the next show, okay. and make sure y'all blog it out, because it's going to be a topic of conversation. Real quickly. i bring my boxing gloves. Uh, well, they bring what you want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick and his mother. I, I agree. Again, why is this story out right now? He was on that team for two years, right? This is the second year in the league. Why not it come out last year? Because the great achievement is this guy played in the he's in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that he's a star, if you will, and I'm doing air quotes, Alex. <laughs> now that he's a star, and, and, you, on, and you look good doing it, and too. and you look good, yeah. Oh, the air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. That's right, Alex. You heard it. I look good. Hey, um, now that he's a star, why is this a story? Why is this coming out? Why is she so? Why is she so up about? She took the opportunity to take this interview and be on TV and tell the story. Why? Who cares now? You gave up your son. Keep giving. Don't get back into his life. Unless he, unless he's, he's old enough, let him reach out to you. Well, and if you want to get back in his life, you don't have to do it through an interview. She was asked. Thank she you. was probably asked Thank to you. do an interview. Exactly. Why and did she well, take it? Yeah. That's what I said. Well, well because if she turned it down, she would look even worse than she did if she took it. She turned it down. Opinion. She turned him down. From, uh, she turned him down seven months she after did, he was born. Okay, I try to see the good in people, regardless if you want to believe it or not. <laughs> listen, I listen. Don't I, it. I try. I try to see the good in people. Me okay? too. So I, I watch. So I watched the interview. Uh, I didn't believe it. I watched it again. And you still don't believe? Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I believe that she was very heartfelt. So a lot of people that give their kids up for adoption. Want a better, want the best possible life for that child that they're giving up. Okay, so she did agree. the best she could do at that time, quoting quoting what she said. And I can't do anything but believe her. I don't she doesn't her. want money. She doesn't want anything. Everything. The odds are stacked up against her. That See, she's lying. See, if that was anybody else, if that was anybody else, you say they saying all the right things to make it look good. I think she's saying all the right things. She's not an agent now, though. She has no reason really to. She is an agent. She's she's. That's not my child. Well, that's my son, but I'm not the parent. Of course, right. you're not the parent. You've never been the parent. Right now, her, her she was her, for about nine months. Her mother, her uh, mother and father, are saying they would have took him in, but she didn't tell them who the parent was. And then she made the father didn't want anything to do with the kid. Uh, okay, so they, I know a lot of single parent mothers who raise their kids to become successful Fair. or become that. Yes, but you get she gave up her kid and she didn't tell her parents, so she was already that type of child. She was already having. Unprotected sex, obviously, but she gave up her kid at, what was it, 18 years old and didn't tell her parents. So they didn't have a relationship anyway. You couldn't talk to your parents about that. But now he's who he is now. He's went through all that. Yes, it is. As soon as you put it on TV. As soon as you come out and make it, you made it part of my business Mm -hmm. on on this show. So you're saying, real quick, 
somebody put something on TV and you on air talking about it, it's not part of you can't you have no conversation about it. You have no I am not asking, you don't have to judge it. You can make a comment about it. These are comments. At I, that I did. Point, at that point it's gone public. I said no, I, I said that I believe, I said I believe her. I would have never known about it that she came on TV. I said I think she misses I think she she doesn't regret what she did because she didn't because he had he had a great life with, with his with his uh, adopted, adopted parents, and they he had a great life. Okay, so she did her job in that respect. He was raised Mm-mm. well no, she didn't. and happily. No, she didn't. She did the best. Of, she did the best she could a, do. There's always a, a longing. Yeah, I know a lot of single parents, man. You talking about she did the best she could? Yeah, but she had a family. She had a mother and father. She had them. Obviously, they didn't have no no communication skills between the two. If she couldn't support her son by herself at 18 years old, I believe that she made the right Everybody decision. Everybody wants a relationship now, with him now. That he's calling. Kaepernick. I don't think it's about money. Who? I didn't say he was about money. I say everyone wants a relationship. See, status and money is. That's, that, sometimes that don't go hand to hand. You don't think there the can people be significance come, without money? Right. That's my son now. Now he's my son. I'm not the parent, but now he's my son. That's my son. Now, now. I can claim it. I can talk to my yeah. friends yeah, about it. Now, now, now she, she's, she's reaching out to him since, since he was, since he was uh, in college. You know what they're doing in the nurse station in where she works? Uh, how's your son? How's your mm-hmm. son? She haven't talked about that guy until he came into existence. She haven't talked about yeah, it. You don't know. I that. don't believe. I. You know what? I don't. I'm just going off what I heard see on TV. I'm going off what I know from a lot of single parents. Why I grew up there, single parents. Yeah. And I'm going off. And why I am. You, and I am one. Why? Why you? And Deborah's one. And why you mm. give up your kid, or why you just decide to keep your kid? That, that, I don't know what happened with her, but right. don't come out in the light now. Well, and there could be good legitimate reasons for it, like you said. It and I could. mean, I understand that there can be legitimate reasons, but from the child side, I can tell you just from seeing my own kids, there's still a longing, there's a wanting, there's a I don't know what's going on and I don't know if it's my fault and all that kind of stuff that goes on that never gets answered. And coming back in as an as an adult, you know, to a child who's an adult can bring all of that right back up again. There yeah, can, real quick, real quick, cause we got to get right. off to mm-hmm. uh Cindy Liska, she's a single parent. She does it. Her child is a special need. She goes hard on it. I don't hear her crying about this and that. She's just trying to find a way to make it work. Deborah's mm-hmm. a single parent. Her kids are grown, doing well. Um, she could have did the same thing. I know She could have, but she might not have had the means to do it. Quorum she lesson. might not have been as strong as Cindy and, and Deborah. We don't I know sta- anything. I was standing in line in Circle K with money in my hand, m- uh, buying money orders in order to pay my bills because he called up and said, I'm declaring bankruptcy, and I had to go with it because well, we were still married. What you guys, uh, we, it's something we can talk about. And yeah. we, we don't have to talk about Colin Carpenter, but I'm just, it is I'm a just story. intrigued by, you're right, the timing is, the timing's mm-hmm. weird. The timing, everything is stacked up against her to, that, that made it seem like that she has an ulterior motive. Okay. Well, we'll see if there's a book deal or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Mar- I, I March, might eat my March, words. I might eat my words, but at this point. March 11th, a uh, NFL alumni charity golf event come out and support a charity-based, Arizona-based Foundations. We're gonna do our best to have a great com- uh, golf tournament. Raise some money, real quick. With, uh, real quick with the uh, sounds of autism. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. We're gonna have a uh, a rock concert benefit at a rock bar in Old Town Scottsdale. Check all the uh, NFL alumni websites, Twitter. Uh, check uh, yourclearedge.com. Uh, Clancy's uh, at Clancy. Some sh- at Clancy's corner. Some shit he uh, got. Um, um, and we'll see you guys next. <laughs> I won't swear on my Twitter feed. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.